This is a Socialist News and Views special interview. I'm Nick Schillingford coming to you from the Urban Cabin Studios in South Minneapolis with this special interview. Can you hear me now? Yep. Okay. So okay. on so on Socialist News and Views, we let folks introduce themselves. You want to just tell us who you are? Okay, my name is Bjorn Johnson, and uh, I, I guess I know you from way back. We went to Inver Hills College together, and then we participated in a number of protests together over the years. So, uh, but uh, 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 last year I started working as a professional at Invergrove Heights Schools. Nice. Uh, so I, I work in a, a elementary school setting, uh, I, 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 mostly with kindergartners. I was with some first graders. I'll be going back into fall and probably be working with first grade again, also if they could move me back to kindergarten. I'm not quite sure at this point, but I know I will be going back into fall and doing something with somewhere in that age group anyways. And so I guess I'm just here to kind of talk about my experience as a paraprofessional in public education. Uh, and it, 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 it just like it, it, it both the challenges that the public education system faces uh, with the lack of resources that they are given, and it, 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 quite frankly, the lack of concern for children among politicians who like to pretend that they, they're uh, fine to protect the children, but the only things they see is if they want to protect the children from the drag queens, uh, right. while at the same time they're accelerating climate change, destroying our healthcare system, and doing all these things that are going to make children's lives more difficult when they get older, yet they want to pretend that gray queens are the biggest threat to our children, and it's just ridiculous. So, uh, 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 yeah, basically, we need to throw a a lot more money into uh, education because Right now, like there are serious staffing shortages. Like we have 11 students in a special needs class, which I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot because people generally think like 20, 25 students in a class. But if right. a special needs class, 11 students is a lot. I mean, I mean, right. it should be like maybe four to six students in a class like mine, because a lot of these students actually need like one-on-one support all day they can't learn on their own so if they actually need a person sitting with them all day to help them and when you only have four staff members for 11 students and you have to remember that if those staff members are not in the classroom all day we have as the kids go to general education classes too and when they go to general education classes you have to send a staff member with them so a right. lot of times there will only be two uh, staff members in the classroom, and, and uh, like some of these kids have serious behavior issues, like they cannot sit still at all. Right. They'll get up and climb onto furniture, uh, do a lot of things that make them unsafe. It's like 
it, it, like I went into this job, it, like I'm going to be the totally laid back guy. I'm not going to be very strict with the students. But the thing is, like some of these students will do these things that actually put themselves in physical danger. And it, it's right. like it, it, you, you have to have uh, supervision here to stop them because it's serious danger is that these kids could get hurt. So... Uh, it, 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 like it's really important that we have staffing, but uh, it, it, for once, that they do not pay the staff nearly enough. Uh, Inward Grove is actually one of the better districts for pay. Uh, we get just over twenty dollars an hour, which uh, is not great, but compared to other districts, it's actually better than most districts. But uh, it, it, it's still it, 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 it requires at least two years of college, so. Uh, for a, a, a job that requires a college to at least a associate's degree in college to uh, only pay roughly what you'd make at Taco Bell, uh, it's just really, really hard to find people for that. Right. Uh, so there are just so many different reforms that are needed as a system. Uh, and that's, that's kind of why I'm here to talk about. Yeah. And just so just going back uh, way back, I think the last time you and I uh, talked, um, you had actually uh, uh, technically been hired at the post office. Um, mm -hmm. And then they never really. And actually, you're not the only person I've heard tell me this story that they got hired at the post office, but then they never actually assigned them to do any work. So you were doing that. Yeah. And then you're like, well. Um, you know, we live in this capitalist system where we have to make money to live. Um, so mm -hmm. I need to get, you know, I need to be working. And so then that was when you uh, transitioned into this paraprofessional role. You want to just talk mm -hmm. about what was what was happening before and then what what's required to, yeah. to move? What's required to move into the paraprofessional role? Like, what did you have to do to uh, to to get into that uh, area? Was it uh, complicated or? Uh, uh, well, not really. No, uh, actually, uh, like uh, ironically, I, I actually got hired a second time at the post office just a, a couple weeks uh, before I got hired as a paraprofessional, <laughs> and uh, like I did not know if it was going to go through, but it did. Like they actually had uh, me scheduled to start orientation, but by that time, I had already decided I wanted to work as a para. Uh, right. But, like it actually it came out like I was watching the news and I was seeing all of these attacks on teachers and everything from the right wing like calling some groomers and everything it just got me really frustrated I'm like I want to go side with them because I'm on the teacher side and I want to go work with them I was hearing all these reports of people leaving the schools and I originally signed up to, uh, uh, like I had heard there was a big substitute teacher shortage. So I, uh, and they said that uh, if you have a bachelor's degree in any subject, you can be a substitute teacher. Well, I had a bachelor's degree. So I decided to call and ask about a substitute teaching position. And they said, well, I can get a license, but it'll take a, about a month. And then in the meantime, uh, I, I could work as a paraprofessional. Uh, so, uh, because it, you don't actually have to have a license to be a paraprofessional, you just have to have a two year degree. Uh, nice. So, uh, like, I, I signed up for that thinking I was going to seek a, a, a teaching license at the same time, but then. 
originally I was just hired as a substitute para, but then to actually sign up for the license, you need district approval. In order to get district approvals, the district wanted to hire me directly. So I ended up applying for a full-time position. And like I've just stuck with that. In some ways, I kind of still like to get my teaching license. But like I've seen what they put the teachers through. And the teachers, like it's just a crazy amount of paperwork. Like am I teacher has uh, 11 students and uh, uh, if you're in the classroom she has to spend all her time focusing with the, uh, on them but then I, I saw the amount of paperwork she has to write up like she told me there was a lot of paperwork but I did not believe her until I actually <laughs> saw it I mean she's writing out uh, like 30 40 page packets for each kid in the classroom right uh, is that go over all of these detailed information and that wasn't even all of it. I mean, she was showing me all her paper. It's the last day of school when we were cleaning. I stayed a little bit late to help her clean up the room. And she took out all her paperwork for the year. And it was just stacks and stacks of paper just all over the desk. And like, I mean, we expect so much from these teachers we uh, it gives them this enormous amount of responsibility over the kids, but then uh, we uh, bury them in paperwork at the same time. And it's like I I, I wanted to help her with the paperwork because I think I could do a lot of it, but they won't allow parents to work on the paperwork. Like right. the teachers have to do everything by themselves. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, I I can. I was just gonna say I can relate because uh. So I um. I worked in the hospital before I'm an, I'm a registered nurse and, but I just, it just wasn't safe to take care of patients in the hospital. And I know that, you know, leaving the hospital of course is going to make it even less safe for patients, but unfortunately I have to, you know, look at my own licensure and my own professional, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, future that I can't really continue to put myself in a situation that's not safe like that. Um, And also I just, I don't want to deliver, you know, substandard care to patients. So I left the hospital now I'm actually working as a, con- a nurse consultant with a group home. So this is individuals okay. with developmental um, delays, uh, actually mm-hmm. senior, not adults, but seniors um, with uh, developmental delays. So I can, you know, relate to what you're saying about how, um, you know, many people might need one-to-one uh, care. I don't provide most of the direct care. I do end up doing a lot of paperwork. As you mentioned, there's, sounds like maybe there's even more with with y'all, but there's plenty on, uh, that, that I'm supposed to do too. And I'm still trying to figure out mm-hmm. what, what it all is. And I also did look at the, um, uh, the idea of being a substitute school nurse, which would be, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd want to be a, a nurse, uh, in the school Monday through Friday. Cause I'm still trying to do my podcast and do a million other things, but, um, but the substitute nurse role, looks like I would have the qualification. So that was something I was interested in, but yeah, there's, a, okay. I mean, I can imagine, I mean, I know teachers, you know, I can't imagine, you know, uh, having to teach, you know, 25 people. And then especially if you look at, you know, people that need one-to-one individual attention and or additional care, you know, that's, that would be uh, ridiculous to expect, you know, four people to be able to deal with 11 people. Um, Of course, you Mm -hmm. can talk more about that, but I just, I was just um, thinking, I know uh, they were actually talking about this on public radio this morning about, you know, people in like kind of caring roles or, or positions where, 
um, you know, there's, they kind of really love their, their job that they're expected to do more for a lot less pay or, or where they mm-hmm. really connect with their job. And so there's always this, there can be this dichotomy there where, you know, people can even feel guilty about, you know, saying, Oh, I need to be paid a, a reasonable amount. But I know that you, um, you've said that this is really meaningful work for you too. So you yeah. know, in addition to the fact that it's obviously there are many systemic uh, issues, do you want to just talk about like, you know, what you're kind of doing on a daily basis a little bit? And we can talk a little bit more about the systemic things too, yeah. what you're doing on a daily basis and why it's so meaningful. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, like I, I'm only half joking when I say this. I'm basically like a professional kindergartner. Like I, 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 I'm one-on-one with a student or I, I was one-on-one with a student right. who has disabilities. So he's not really able to do much of anything on his own. So he needs help to participate in all his activities. So yeah, like I, 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 I bring him to the class and when they were doing kindergarten activities, I would help this kid do the kindergarten activities. So Right. Uh, I, I'm basically uh, participating in all of the same things the kids are doing. And it is so much fun and so rewarding. And, and you get to be ar- around these kids all day. And it, it, it's like, uh, I, I feel like people really forget what their childhood is like. And I was just mm-hmm. thinking about this a lot the last couple of days. It, it, it's like, once we hit puberty, we are expected to be more like adults. And, it, it, it actually it, it becomes an insult to it, like childish be the word childish is an insult but right it's like you spend these time with kids and kids are like some of the most beautiful people on earth they, they're like they are some of the kindest they are really the kindest demographic out there like it, it, they will come right up to you and it, it, it make friends with you right away and they always have such nice things to say they draw you pictures like children are some of the kindest to people on earth but and we'll call someone like trump childish well i've never met a kid who's anything like trump it's crazy (laughs) like why are we in the world childish to describe like these awful people like I've never known a kid to start a war. I've never known a kid to take away people's health care. Like almost all the crime is committed by adults. Almost all the hate is perpetrated by adults. You, uh, there's, uh, like, I, 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 sure, I've definitely seen kids misbehave and do bad things, but I've never seen a hateful kid. Like kids are just, they're not hateful. They're not like adults are. Right. Uh, so uh, it, it, it's like, being able to be around kids it has just been it's such a blessing for me because I see the world in such a different place. It's like before I started at the school, I just viewed the world as such a dark place because that's what we're surrounded by all the time. I mean, we see a right. society collapsing all around us, but it's not adults that are or it's not kids that are making society collapse. It's adults that are making the right. society collapse. So it's like. I, 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 I mean, I kind of realized uh, by going back to kindergarten, I've kind of re- re-embraced my childhood, which is something I've lost. I mean, I, I went mm-hmm. decades uh, thinking my childhood was gone, but it's like that child still lives inside us. That's the foundation for a life. I mean, that's uh, what we all, uh, it, it, those were the first life that's really founded who we are. And then 
we hit puberty and we're supposed to become adults and we lose uh, 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 all of that past and uh, going back and being able to rediscover my childhood has uh, just it's made me such a happier person because it's like we kind of have to repress that part of us because we're told to mature and we're told to act our age and everything but it's like we i mean almost everyone enjoyed their childhood and we look back at it with nostalgia and being able to go back to that and it it, it, it rediscovered that childhood has just been an amazing experience. Yeah, that's really great. I, I, I had another thing, you know, is there, if you were, you know, uh, if you were to distill that down for, you know, for folks like a, like a recommendation for how they, you know, might connect with their childhood, assuming, you know, not everyone's a teacher or a para uh, yeah. professional, how, you know, how, do you have any thoughts or, 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 or recommendations on how people could, uh, could do that if you think it's this important uh, uh, piece? Yeah, uh, well, I, I really think is that people do need to spend more time focusing on kids. Uh, like, uh, I really think there needs to be more opportunities. Uh, if we're uh, like people to volunteer with kids and uh, mm. everything, I mean, I mean, not everyone can do it as a full time job. Right. Uh, but uh, a lot of people, if you have family members who are kids or like I really think they need to do more like when I was a kid we interacted with adults all the time but now it seems like we've almost sheltered things too much and oh, absolutely. so like I mean I think there just needs to be a lot more opportunities for kids and adults to interact with each other. obviously it's got to be done in safe ways you don't just want a creepy right. guy going to play with kids but if there are safe ways we could and I think it would just be beneficial for both adults and the kids and I think people need to start looking at kids with respect too it's like we ask kids to respect us but a lot. Of, I don't think our society respects kids. Just like I was saying, the world the word childish is an insult. I mean, people certainly love their own kids. They love their nieces and nephews. I mean, people love the kids they are around. But in general, generally speaking, our society looks down on kids, and we feel like we see them as lesser, and we want them to respect us rather than respecting them. Like I, I look at the kids I work with at the same level I look at myself. I, I, I don't want to be their superior. I want to be on an equal level with them. Sometimes you kind of uh, have to act as their superior. I mean, when they're running right. around and causing trouble, you you kind of have to step in and say no. It's a, you got to stop this. But I don't like doing that. That's my least favorite part of the job. I mean, my favorite part of the job is being on the same level as the kids and working with them on their level. That. Uh, and respecting them. Uh, so I, I, I think that if that's a, a key is you need to be able to look at kids at your own level rather than feeling superior to them. Yeah, well, I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, I don't want to be too much of a downer, but another um, another piece you talked about the hate of adults and the, uh, uh -huh. you know, that can exist. And you talked about sheltering the kids. Another thing that I saw you posting about that I wondered if you could talk about a little bit was like the the active shooter drills 
stuff that goes mm. on in the school because I see, yeah. you know, I see stuff posted about that sometimes. But again, I, you know, you were saying that probably people outside of a school don't really understand how um, traumatic that can be, not just for, yeah. not just for students, but for the staff um, as yeah. well. Like the whole thing is, you want to just talk about that a little bit? Yeah, we actually did have a, a couple lockdowns. I mean, we, we do the drills a few times a year where we all have to cramp into this really small room. And even the drills are just uh, extremely difficult because, like, you got to remember, I'm with special needs kids, too. So these are kids who often have a hard time just going into normal environment. But now we're asking them all to cramp into these little tiny, like, we all have right. to go into this little tiny bathroom we had. Uh, 11 kids and four adults and we have to cramp into this little tiny room and mm. the kids will start crying and they'll try and escape and uh, like if there were an actual shooter they'd be able to hear us from a mile away because the kids are just screaming as right. loud as they can because they're so scared and this is for just for a drill like mm. we actually had a couple of real lockdowns the first lockdown, we didn't have to get into the small room, but that was just a ridiculous thing. But there was a stabbing in Roseville, which is a good 15, 20 minute drive away from us. I mean, it's not it's not far, but it's not particularly close either. And with right. a domestic incident, it wasn't anything involved in a school or anything. Mm. It was um, a kid, like 17 year old who stabbed his family, which is obviously a horrible tragedy, but there was no reason to lock down to schools for it. And it, 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 like, we didn't know what was going on. It, they, right. they didn't tell us what was going on. It, 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 it was just a suspicious person. And we didn't know if they were at our school or where they were. We had no clue that they were miles away from us. In so a what hole. did they do? What, what was that like? What would, what did they actually do as far as like letting you know, or telling you there was a lockdown? How does that, what is uh, that, uh, that uh, well, like uh, uh, lights start flashing, and then an announcement comes uh, over to uh, loudspeakers that the school is in lockdown. But that was just the first lockdown. We actually had a second one that was even worse. This one, uh, like someone actually did call uh, in a threat. Uh, 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 actually, one of my friends, a school nurse, picked up the phone, and uh, 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 if it's a kid it turned out to be a kid from out of state it took them a few weeks to figure it out but it turned out mm -hmm. to be some kid from out of state that called and threatened it said that someone was coming to shoot up the school and it, 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 like when that happened i had just gotten the last kid onto bus literally seconds before the alarm started going off so uh, 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 like uh, since I'm with the special needs kids, they use the uh, different buses in the general on kids they do, right? And they let our kids leave the school, so we actually did not have uh, any kids in our classroom when this one uh, went off. Thankfully, because it, it would have been total chaos if there right. were. But the general ed kids were still there because uh, uh, those buses hadn't left yet, so they had to bring them all back inside the school. And uh, like I didn't see any of those kids because they were all brought to their uh, safe bases to uh, the little closets or whatever to hide. And right. what I heard from the teachers, though, with the kids were just crying and terrified about what was going on. Mm. 
And then the next day I did go to the class is with these general ed kids and telling their stories. And it's like these kids were like saying how they were so scared to be locked in a closet for four hours. And it wasn't four hours. It was more like 30 minutes. But I'm sure it felt like four hours to right. because they were terrified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, it's it, 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 like, it's actually time since that was an actual threat. We had a uh, cops everywhere. I mean, mm. there were cops uh, walking down their hallways it's around in our building. Like I looked out the window and I could see like four or five uh, cop cars just outside the window to my classroom. But I know they were around in the whole building. I bet there were uh, close to 50 cops there. I mean, they were bringing cops in from West St. Paul and Egan and the, all these other departments. So it, it, it like it was a scary thing for uh, the staff and it, like it, 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 the staff I was with, we were, it, we didn't even see what was happening with the students. We didn't know about mm-hmm. that until the next day. So, well, I really appreciate you speaking with me, you know, be- before you go, yeah. is there anything else you want to share about, you know, things that people might not realize about, uh, you know, the, the, the schools or other things about, you know, these attacks you were talking about with, uh, you know, kind of going, I mean, they've been going after books, they've been going after drag yeah. queens, you know, all this stuff. Is there anything else you want to share before you go? Or do you think we covered everything? Uh, well, I, I, I just got to say, like, with all the attacks on teachers, I, I, I got to say that my school district has been really great about it. Uh, like uh, one of the very first things they talked about in our orientation was how we need to respect all students, uh, no matter their gender, and that includes transgender students. Mm. Uh, and uh, like we have, uh, since I'm at an elementary school, uh, it, it, it's not quite as uh, much focus on the GLBT stuff that there is in like the middle school and high school, but we do have pictures of GLBT activists around this school. We do have sure. rainbow flags, uh, and uh, 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 like you go into our library, there are books with same-sex parents. There are a lot of books about racial equality. We have all school assemblies uh, on racial equality. So, uh, uh, like uh, our school district has not came to the pressure. They've actually been really good about it, uh, and. I, 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 I mean, you hear all these stories on the news. I mean, what really upsets me is is that they put these it just awful people on there that know nothing about education. Like this Chris Ruffo, who I don't know if you know who he is, but he's he's like some think tank guy who I don't, I don't, uh, but it probably sounds like I'm glad I don't know who he is, but yeah, go yeah, ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's this whole critical race theory, theory scare. He's the one who started that whole thing. He's mm-hmm. the one who came up with the idea to go after critical race theory, which uh, is basically just anything they want to define it as. I mean, there is an right. actual critical race theory, but that's not what they're talking about. They're like, they're basically talking about any education pertaining to black people that they don't want people to learn about. Right. Uh, but but <laughs> it's people like him who they put onto news to talk about these education issues, even though he has no real background in education. Uh, it, it, but you don't uh, see them put on actual teachers and educators. You, you only get these politicians who are trying to uh, score scare points. 
and even on the uh, other side, it, it, where you have Democrats who, it, 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 they might be a lot better on the issue, but they're not educators. And it, right. it, it, so you're hearing it's as a political debate rather than hearing about what actually goes on into schools. Uh, and it's just really frustrating because I like I think if people actually saw our school, if they would be proud of what we're doing, I like I am really proud of what we do at the school. Uh, and uh, to hear uh, to make it sound like it's, it's this place where we're indoctrinating kids and teaching them all these horrible sins, it's just not like that. It's like we teach kindness at the school we teach people to be kind to one another so it is a great thing and people do such amazing work there and i like i wish that we'd get a realistic portrayal of what's happening to schools rather than thinking that it's all about drag queens and i'm totally pro drag queen but but that's just not our focus at school we uh, we always heard them say well we need to get uh, back to teaching math and reading well we are teaching math and reading (laughs) right and you know what you're the ones that are trying to stop us from teaching reading because you don't want like what's into books you're trying to pull away books and stop us from teaching reading uh, or or make it it, so we're only reading books uh, that are like uh, about Ronald Reagan or some crap like that (laughs) so Mm -hmm. uh, it's like uh, 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 yes, we accept gay rights. It's not like we have a gay class. So I, 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 right. I, I, it, it, it's not like we have a math class and then we're sending kids to gay class. It's just not like that. No, well, I we, mean, typically, we, you know, typically teachers are trying to find ways to engage with their students. Right. So yeah, they're going to yeah. be reading things that students will engage with, you know, and if they have yeah. you know, content that the students aren't really engaging with, they're not going to use that content because it doesn't get the students excited. It doesn't, you know, connect yeah. with their lived experience or whatever. So whether exactly. you're in a, yeah. you know, um, you know, a, a, a special education class or you're in, mm-hmm. um, you know, some, some other class in the school, if you're in math or whatever, you're trying to find ways to connect with the kids. Right. And so, um, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not really, you know, it's not pushing most of the time. It's not pushing an agenda even, or even really like based yeah. around an agenda. It's a ba- based around finding ways to connect with the kids on all these different issues, including obviously, yeah. you know, uh, racial justice oh, yeah. and all these other issues that exist yeah. in society. Right. So, yeah. Well, yeah, like a lot of these kids do want to hear about these issues too. I mean, they do care about to learn about racial justice and, GLBT issues. I mean, my kids are they're elementary school kids, so it's maybe more at the middle school and high school level. I mean, if these kids haven't discovered themselves yet, so right. there's not going to be as much focus on GLBT. But once you get into middle school and high school, a lot of those kids want to learn about GLBT issues. That's very important to them to learn about that. So it's like, of course, that's going to be talked about in the schools. It has to be. You can't just deny people their lived experiences and pretend that their life is not important. You know, you you have to you have to talk about these things because that's 
a good number of the kids are gonna uh, be gay and uh, or lesbian or transgender or whatever uh, and uh, even the ones who aren't they need to be able to understand uh, their peers and understand the community around them so it, 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 like it's just so important to teach uh, these things but uh, like uh, uh, some of these politicians, uh, they want to smear uh, different uh, uh, groups of people. It's a lot harder for them to uh, base their politics on hate when people don't hate the people they want them to. So, right, uh, uh, it's just really important to teach uh, kindness and to teach, uh, uh, like I said, in elementary school level especially, uh, teaching kindness is so important because. Uh, ultimately, like when they do start learning about these issues, uh, just to, uh, knowing how to treat people with kindness is one of the greatest sins you can teach the kids, and that's what they—that's the kind of things they want us to stop teaching is uh, teaching them to be kind. But uh, if, you, if people walked into the classroom and they saw just how. Uh, how kind the kids are, people would be amazed because it's it, seriously, I've never been exposed to so much kindness as I have at that school. It, it really is like the kindest place I've ever been. And I'm not exaggerating that. I mean, the kids there will just run up to you and give you a hug when you're not expecting it at all. I, I mean, it, they will it, it just it, draw you a picture and it, 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 that you don't ask for. I mean, it, it, it's there. It's just so sweet, and it it, it was it, 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 when I was a kid, you'd see a lot more teasing and everything. I hardly ever see teasing at my school, mm. like hardly ever. So I hardly, I've worked, like I can't think of a single instance that I would actually categorize as bullying the whole year. And that amazed me because I thought I would see a lot more bullying than I did, but the kids treat each other so well. It's uh, amazing. Like I, I, I was really surprised just how kind the kids are there. Well, the kids are all right then they, uh, yeah. oh, they're, uh, yeah. they're, they're doing better than the, the rest of us, like you said. So, well, I really yeah. appreciate you talking with me and uh, this has been really enlightening and uh, thanks so much. Bjorn. Yeah. Yeah. This has been a socialist news and views special interview.